It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay, now we're recording, so go ahead. Okay, you well, I, I, what, a few weeks ago? Well, I might make more sense now than before or less. Depends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I talked to you about, I don't know, uh, two or three seconds ago. Um, and uh, I talked about IRS debt and other things. And, and we talked about sending in... Um, uh, uh, a requirement of, uh, for the uh, state authorities to go ahead and and cancel that debt, more or less. Um, so, you know, the, whoever the, whoever it was, whatever state it was that I happened to be born in, go ahead and tell them, you've got to handle this. I mean, it's your responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. You write to the governor because he's yeah, over the yeah. state corporation, so he'll know where to direct this to have it handled. Right. Okay. So that was a general notion then, and then we then we shifted focus uh, to a whole other uh, arena um, with. Uh, uh, you talking about the DBA, the, the Colleen yeah, interviews? So, yeah, uh, yeah, doing business as and so forth. And okay. in fact, I finally came up with enough money just a, a couple days ago to order a couple copies uh, of my uh, long form birth certificate to use in that process. And and then uh, it's okay. Turned out okay, but hey, hey, hang on a sec, because I think you're confused. I brought Colleen on to introduce what she had to say, so people can think about it and discuss it. I'm not particularly endorsing it, but I'm not against it either. Gotcha. Okay, I understand that. That's fine. Don't worry about that. Uh, you're not. You're not. A, you're not in. You're not part of that per se. But you're providing information. That's fine. I appreciate it. I right. Really right. She she says this works, so I want folks to know about it and digest whether they're on board with it or not. It's a right. call, no. you know. Yeah, and I understand exactly where you're coming from, and you provide information. People can uh, try to figure it out and do it if they choose, and if they choose not to, that's fine too. Whatever they do, it's their responsibility. Any anything that I do, by the way, is my responsibility, not yours. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're expected to do your own homework and decide, this is for me, I'm going to do it. Right, exactly. And uh, so, but in any any case, though, I thought that your advice was very germane, and I haven't done that yet, but I intend to. uh, And I don't know about the whole other issue. Um, uh, Trouble is, I've lost my train of thought, and so if you could help me out, that'd be great. Okay, so you're dealing with the IRS. Have yeah. you written to the governor yet? No, okay. That's all right. Uh, thank you very much for that, too. Um, I haven't written to the governor yet, and I'm not sure, uh, sure exactly how to do that and what to do. And that, and I, I can probably figure that out from things on your uh, website. Uh, the thing is, is that I, I want to put the responsibility for 
whoever the hell created the artificial entity, you know, that the they sold. Yeah, I right, know. I thing. mean, I know it's a state, but I'm, I'm just, I'm being, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, for effect, you know, making it sound, well, it is kind of nefarious. What they did is they, they took my identity away and they, and they, um, stole it through fraud and they uh, created this entity and I'm not that entity and I want whatever, you know, penalties and, and debts and so forth that they, uh, you know, presume that occur to be uh, chalked up against them. They're the ones who did it. And so the governor of Ohio, which is where I was born, just like KW. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, uh, just like me, man. Just like me. Oh, you too. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you're in Ohio. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. I forgot what part. You're in kind of mid-southern Ohio, as far as I remember. No, I'm in Columbus. I'm like right, almost in the middle of the state. Okay. Well, that's to me that's mid-southern because I'm I'm in Bath, Ohio, which is between uh, Akron and Cleveland. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're up north. Well, I'm not there anymore. I I that's where I was born, and I've been born there, and I lived there for a long time, and I left there after I. For college, and I've lived in a whole bunch of different states. But okay. anyway, so uh, my whole thing though is that I want to deal with the IRS issue and the state tax issue and send it to whoever is supposed to deal with it. However, the problem that I have is with the with the uh, um, claiming the issue and uh, doing it through a DBA. I'm I'm taking a whole different tack. And uh, while that tax may be correct or not correct, I'm kind of hoping for some sort of, you know, awareness from somebody, you know, which is a better way to go, if there is any way to go. There may be no way to go. I don't know. Um, And it may be a moot issue because it may be in three or four months the whole damn thing collapses and we have, I don't know what we have. Yeah, so we have hell breaking loose. Uh, Yeah, so you see where I'm coming from, though. Let, let me give you my understanding of what Colleen imparted upon us. If you filed a DBA, you're claiming that name in commerce, and if anybody wants to do business with it, they have to have an agreement with you, a contract. Right. And if they don't, then they're not going to bother you. And if they bother you, you simply write back and say, I don't recall having an agreement with you. Please refresh my memory and provide me a copy of the agreement. I, my records show nothing. But okay. if you don't claim the name, see, I've got an issue that claiming that name is claiming the state's property because the state created exactly that name. And when you claim it, then it looks like you're claiming state property. Ah, okay? that's an issue, isn't it? That's a real issue. That's an issue that I'm struggling with. I'm having a hard time with that one. And when the IRS came after me last year, I forwarded the uh, claim to the governor with a very simple letter. I can even I can dictate it to you right now over the phone if you want. It'll be on this recording. Oh, that'd be fine. Okay. You, you, you know, it's from um, you, the man. Um, so I use Mark as who it's from. I didn't use Fishman. I just used Mark. And I directed it to John Kasich. Dear John, uh, I'm writing to you about two claims submitted to me from the Internal Revenue Service uh, so both submitted under just two different derivative names of your legal person 
Mark Harry Fishman, copy of birth certificate and clothes, and I require you to settle these claims <laughs> against your legal person. If I can do anything wow. else to help you, let me know. And then I signed it, Mark. And I included a copy of the birth certificate and then the two original um, letters that I got from the IRS. And the IRS after that, uh, about two and a half, three weeks later, they wouldn't write to me anymore. They wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't return my phone calls. They wouldn't have anything to do with me. Okay, that's when that happened. Okay, because you talked about that before, but I wasn't sure of the chronology. Yeah, they hit me up in like May, and I sent this off in mid-June. And uh, by uh, early July, they wouldn't talk to me anymore. Well, that sounds more like what I need to do. Although I'm not against doing the DBA, I'm not sure what advantages advantages it accrues to me. Well, one, anybody that brings a business claim against that entity has to have an agreement with that entity. Because you're claiming that's your legal person. Right. So, like in the case of the IRS, you go back to the IRS and say, well, I I do business as this name, uh, but I can't find an agreement in my files where it creates an obligation from me to you or where I'm getting anything from you in exchange for the obligation. Gotcha. Okay, so my thing is... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Please send me the agreement to which you're referring. So it might be wise to incorporate that with the former part and no, play it along the way. It's the one or the other, man. You're either going to claim that name or you're not. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I misunderstood. So um, I don't really want to claim that name. That's not me. Uh, but uh, I want to do the thing that is most expeditious to resolve well, the issue. Don't look to me to give you advice here. I, I'm no, I know, I know. You're not going to give me, but do do give me some hints as to what might be a way to approach all that. And I think you already I, I, have. Well, yeah, I can only tell you my personal experience with this. Good, that's and fine. I, that's I, all I expect. And when the IRS came after me, I forwarded the claims to the governor with that with a letter like I just dictated, along with a copy of the birth certificate, said, here, take care of it. And four or five weeks later, they wouldn't talk to me anymore. Well, I'd be happy if they would never talk to me again. <laughs> I know, it's great, isn't it? So, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. I don't, know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened in the background. I don't know why they won't talk to me. All I can tell you is this is what happened. No, you can only state what happened, and that's what they, they see talking with you. You, can't, you cannot explain why or what the process right, was. Right, exactly. exactly. And I don't expect exactly. you to, yeah. No, of course and I, and I don't, honestly, I don't care what goes on in the background. I don't, I don't care, care what they do. It's their paperwork. It's their person. It's their uh, fiat currency claims on debt that we're supposed to be indemnified for. I don't care. And we could go on and on and on about that. I mean, I yeah. seriously, I agree with you. So I just want to be left alone. Survive yep. and be left alone. Yes. That's the real goal. I want them to fucking, pardon me, to not pay any attention to me whatsoever. Right. Just leave it be. Let me go on about my business. Okay, so that was very helpful in your explanation, and I, and so I, I I may take heed of that. Okay. 
Well, <laughs> I will take heed of it, but I don't didn't want to say that you're responsible for it. Well, well, you know, you can't be. You don't want to be responsible for what you do. Right. So exactly. if you ignore a claim, then you're responsible for ignoring the claim. So what? If you don't ignore it, you forward it on to whoever's responsible or the guy at the top of the pyramid of whoever, whoever might be responsible within that pyramid, that's the guy at the top. He'll filter it down to who it needs to go to. Okay, so I, I now know. And I'm, I, now I, the, only, the only last question I would have, and I, it's not a question that you can really answer uh, for ethical reasons, but I don't know whether to do the DBA at all or not. And my well, I, I don't either. And I don't yeah. do anything I'm not sure that I want to do. So since I'm not sure about the DBA at this time, I'm not doing the DBA. And that's kind of where I'm at, too. I, I did things in the past that uh, were errors, and I thought they were correct at the time, and I've learned to be much more sanguine in terms yeah. of what I regard as appropriate or not. Yeah, I mean, feel, break out the spotlight. Look all around before you go step. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, have, I have had a checkered past, and I won't even name the individual in the movement that I initially was involved in, but that guy is in prison. And so it's not, I mean, I learned a lot from that and what not to do, what not yeah. to be involved in. So, right. we, yeah, you know, we're, some of us are a little slow. <laughs> well, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that, man. No, I know. I know. I'm making kind of a joke so people can laugh at it, but what the hell. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, I got a question here on chat. I got a, or a comment. My understanding is my mother signed over a title to my name that she created to the state so they could create a legal person for my benefit. Me, wrong. First off, you give a name as your first and middle name. That's it. Not the last name. Your mother can't give you a last name, otherwise she would have to stop using the last name because she gave it to you. So the, the last name is more like a trust. Everybody in the family gets to use it. But your name is your given name, your first and middle name. That's it. That's the only name you have. The name created on the birth certificate is a legal person created by the state, offered to you for your use, but the state doesn't give you any instructions on your obligations, your duties, your limitations. What goes on with that name? Does that name, uh, for example deprive me of the ability to be indemnified and have my debts discharged? I would say, yes, it does, if you use it. And that's why nobody's getting their debts discharged, because everybody uses it. But I don't know. That's just my guess based on my studies. Mark, you so said anyway, earlier that you went ahead and uh, had problems with the IRS. I thought you said you actually filed this DBA with your name on it, and then so no, 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 I never said that. I never did that. No. Okay, that's what I. Okay, just to clear that up. No, I brought Colleen on the the last couple calls to talk to us about the idea. I I, I hear. Well, I'll tell you, I've heard that, but it's like she spent she spent two calls discussing what basically could be condensed to about fifteen to twenty minutes, and it's okay. Well, uh, that's okay. I I can't. I I don't speak for her. I don't don't pick anybody's words. However you communicate, you communicate. Yeah, I understand. No, no, that's okay. You know, so what? It's just a couple calls. It's a couple hours. You you sent something that uh, you 
you did something that worked. Obviously, you had oh, the IRS oh, yeah. after you, uh, yeah. and you we, sent paperwork in, and then now the IRS is not coming after you. This was about a year ago. Correct. So by now, correct. I would this think they would be, uh, they're bureaucrats, so it takes them a while to go ahead and get uh, get up in the morning. But uh, well, yeah. uh, whatever you did, looks like it worked. Yes, I, we just discussed that. I forwarded the claims to the governor. And I said, I've got two claims from the Internal Revenue Service against two derivative names of your person, Mark Harry Fishman, see birth certificate enclosed, and I require you to settle these claims. And four or five weeks later, the IRS stopped talking to me, stopped writing to me, and they won't have anything to do with me. Nice. Very nice. So if you listen to this call, uh, I just laid it out along with, uh, I dictated basically the letter that I sent them. So just uh, when we're done, download the call and listen to just before you called in and you'll hear me discuss it in more detail. Well, yeah, I, I, I've been on the call from the beginning. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. So it was, it was that simple. I just forwarded it on to the governor. And I made it clear. I said, this is a claim against your pers- person. And I require you to settle it. I wrote his mark. I didn't write his mark, Fishman. I wrote his mark. From Mark to John, because John Kasich's our uh, governor. So I wrote John a personal letter and said, here, settle this. <laughs> They're claiming your person owes them $107,000. I don't know where that's coming from, but good luck with it. I would think if I owed them $107,000 and I'm calling their office and leaving messages, they would pick up the phone and call me back. Well, yeah, definitely. No doubt about that. Well, that didn't happen. So that tells me whatever I did with the governor must have gotten somebody rattled. Hey, Mark? Yeah. Hey, you were talking about the governor uh, with with a previous uh, caller or two. Uh, yeah, I remember I heard, uh, you know, KW, uh, I listened to all of his calls, and he mentioned sending stuff to the governor as well. And uh, I was going to ask you, uh, does that also, uh, you know, work in relation to like a traffic citation, traffic ticket type thing? You know, with, oh, traffic, with, with, traffic tickets it, easier to deal with. It's, it's much now, I, easier. I didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch that. Excuse me. Okay, a traffic ticket is much easier to deal with. You simply write to whoever issued the citation. It's the city of Kokomo. That's who you write to. You write to whoever runs the city of Kokomo, their mayor. If it's uh, the state highway patrol, write to the director of the state highway patrol. You go. You always go to the top because they know where to filter stuff down to, right? You get that, correct? Okay. Okay, so you write to whoever's in charge of whatever agency says you did something wrong. You violated one of our rules. And you write them a very simple letter. It says, I require an administrative hearing to determine how it is that I, a man, am among the class of persons, left parent, uh, artificial entities, right parent, uh, to whom your rules apply. Thank you very much. Sign, you know, Jerry or Mark or whoever. And they'll write back and they'll deny the hearing, which is what you want. That's what you want. Because that's evidence of denial of due process. 
right? The law says you're entitled to an administrative hearing on any matter with the government because the government is all administrative. Well, if they're going to deny you due process and put it in writing and in response to your letter, that's great because then you just forward that to the clerk of courts with another very simple letter. I've written and required an administrative hearing, and I'm being denied due process of law as the hearing was denied. See, see uh, enclosed copy of letter, and you put a copy of the letter that you got back in with your, with your mailing. Therefore, your court does not have jurisdiction until I've completed my administrative remedy. In, insofar as you're concerned, should that happen at some time in the future, I will surely let you know. And then sign it, you know, sincerely, John or Bill or whoever. Because the court only has jurisdiction in administrative causes once you've exhausted your administrative remedy and a conflict still exists. Right? Right. So they're presuming you exhausted administrative remedy in dragging you in the court. But nobody exhausts administrative remedy, and nobody lets the court know you're being denied due process. You're being denied your administrative remedy. Okay, well, the court only uh, has jurisdiction once you've exhausted administrative remedy and there's still a conflict. Well, if they won't give it to you, you can't exhaust it. Therefore, the court doesn't have jurisdiction. Okay, and uh, another question. Uh, does it matter when you do that? You know, is it necessary? to do that right after you get the ticket before you go to the uh, arraignment or if you go to the arraignment and it's after the arraignment and before the court date for the trial, you know, you know are you still able to say, hey, I apologize, you know, I, you know, I was trying to get uh, an administrative remedy, but, you know, I'm still trying and I haven't been no, able to do it. I would do it right away and I'd never set foot in court. I would not go to an arraignment do it right away. because at the arraignment they're going to say, what's your name? And then what do you say? What are you going to say? If the judge says, well, what's your name? What's your answer yeah. going to be? What are you going to say? Yeah. You're going to say, yeah? My name's yeah? No, uh, you know, it'd be, I, I realize it'd be a difficult situation to play the name game in front of a judge and an arraignment. Oh. Yeah, as soon as you claim that name, you're off for a ride. So the judge is going to say, what's your name? My answer is, my name is private. You can't have it. I'm, I'm working on exhausting my administrative remedies. And once I've completed that, and if there's and there's still a discrepancy, then you'll have jurisdiction, and we'll talk about it here. Until then, I don't know what to tell you. So if you've already gone through an arraignment, and uh, you know it's too late, you know by that time. Yeah, once you claim the name, it, that's it. They won't let you unclaim it. Now you can try. You can say to the judge, "I haven't exhausted my administrative remedies, of which I was just made aware." I am in the process of doing that now. Can we reschedule the court date for a month out or two months out or whatever you want? 60 days, 90 days, I don't care. Whatever you want. Yeah, but the first thing the judge is going to say is, wait a minute, when this ordinance, does it provide for an administrative remedy? And if they look at the ordinance and the city attorney or township attorney is there, they're going to say there's no provision for that. So we're not Who going could, to do it. No, 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 no. Who can the government make rules for? Who can the government make rules for? Their own employees. Their own employees, the government. You guys are missing something. No, no, wait, wait, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. The government can only make rules for the government. 
They are presuming that you're operating a state agency, a.k.a. the name from the birth certificate, the legal person. They're presuming that you've exhausted your administrative remedy and they're dragging you in the court. But you have to exhaust your administrative remedy. That's your responsibility as a man. And so you require them to explain to you how you're among the class of persons, artificial entities, to whom their rules apply. And they can't say that you are because you don't work for the government. Does that make more sense? It makes more sense, but here's where I've been doing this stuff for a long, long time. I've had over 50 court cases, won some, lost some, some were a draw. And I've had very few people that have been able to say, when they get up and on these talk shoes for longer than I care to admit, and I finally got tired of uh, basically getting on talk shoes and watching dogs chase their tail and participate in that sometimes. I've yet to see people that have started a, started anything and can finish it and can document everything to show the result they got. Well, the in sounds case, well it, it, it's not a theory. I've used it. Hell, I had a uh, credit card, uh, a debt collector come after me. And he first showed up by filing the case in court. So I go back to the clerk of courts and said, that's not my name, but I'll notify the principal immediately. You know what they did? They carried on with the case as though I was there. Right. And they issued a judgment to this company as though right. I was exactly. there. That's what they were no, doing. Wait, no, wait, wait. But when the company filed a motion in the court to seize my truck out of my driveway, the court, uh, the judge filed in a response saying we couldn't find it even though it was parked at my house where it's registered every freaking day out in the driveway where they can hook up to it, grab it, and go. Hmm. Because I wouldn't participate. So they keep it on the books so it looks like everything's normal. But that's not necessarily what's happening. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's certainly a step in the right direction. Well, I know. I'm, I'm giving you my first-hand experience. When the IRS that's, came after me, I sent it off to the governor, and now they won't talk to me. They say I owe $107,000, and they won't talk to me? Really? You'd think they would want to if, if uh, yeah, if they... Uh... Well, yeah, I called them twice. <laughs> I left messages twice with my current phone number, which has never been turned off, and they won't call me back. They stopped writing to me and won't send me any more mail. That's good news, too. I know. So, but I'm telling you, on the record, it looks like everything went through like normal. So you tell me. Maybe this is the the remedy, the um, indemnification that men are supposed to get. That everything looks on the public side like it's normal. If you disregard the government, they're going to smack you, beat you, blah, blah. But in reality... They, they cover it up and hide it, and they don't bother you. You're not claiming their property. Well, that's a, uh, see, that, that's a tactic that I've heard about before, but uh, and I like the idea. There's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Well, your name is your first and middle name. Your name doesn't have a last name on it. Tell a look in the Bible. You ever see a last name in the Bible? Nope. I've never I've never seen one. 
Well, what does that tell you? That's the book that they're working by. It's an ecclesiastical court. And that's the book that's guiding what they're doing. So if nobody in the Bible had a last name, guess what? You don't either. Last name is a legal descriptor for a corporation or an artificial entity, a legal person. See, they, they introduce these words and they get us used to using them. Like, I'm going to drive over to the grocery and get some uh, ribs yep. that's on the grill. Well, you don't realize drive is a legal word. It means you're getting paid to go out in commerce on the roadway. Great. Well, I don't ever drive. I never get paid. I don't drive. But that's the common nomenclature that people use. See, that's the whole problem because we've been, I'll say, indoctrinated. Uh, yeah, condition, yep. condition. Yep. That's a good Yep, you've been conditioned. When they tell you in the school, put your first and last name on the upper right-hand corner of your paper, they're teaching you, my last name is Jones, Smith, Fishman, it doesn't matter, whatever. They're teaching you that's your last name. They're conditioning you. But it's not your, your last name. It's the state's last name. Yeah, how do you figure it's the state's last name? Because the state creates name. the state creates the legal person. Do you have a birth certificate with a name on it? Yeah, well, I guarantee the certificate I, of live birth also has the last name on it too. Yeah, they're both derived from the same original source document. The application, because the application says last name, so someone fills in last name, either the parents or the doctor. So then the state creates the last name, first name person, the legal person. In my case, they created Mark Harry Fishman as a legal person within the legal society. It's all artificial. It's fake. So, but if I claim that I'm Mark. Mark Fishman or Mark Harry Fishman, I'm claiming to be the person, the legal entity. And then I'm responsible for everything the legal entity owes. So you're basically saying if you don't claim any of this when they start throwing it at you and say, wait a minute, that's not me, you're mischaracterizing me, that's a descriptive uh, name that no, that you assigned to me. No, 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 keep it short and simple. I'm only a man. How can I help you? I'm only a man means I'm not a person. I'm only a man. And if the judge says, well, are you Mark Fishman? I say, you, the state created entity, the legal fiction, the, the, that legal person, the artificial entity? How can I be artificial? I'm standing here talking to you. Are you nuts? So then you get them at their own game. They're just trying to pull the wool over our eyes. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Whatever happened with that judgment they got against you as far as uh, they didn't take your truck and they could have, but what happened? No, no, but no, they couldn't because the judge denied it. Oh, he denied it? Okay. The All judge right. stepped in and filed an order saying they couldn't find my truck. Well, they couldn't find it. 
No, the judge, the judge stepped in and filed an order saying that they couldn't find it, even though it was parked in the driveway to which it's registered every day because it's too big for the garage. Okay. So they could have easily found it, hooked up to it, dragged it off. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. That's what I'm saying. They filed a false order into the court. The judge did it. The judge filed it, saying they couldn't find it. When does when does a judge go out looking for trucks? Wouldn't the sheriff be the one to, to file that? Yeah, it would be. The uh, normally what happens is they, I'm in Michigan, so what they have to do here is they have to get a sheriff's deputy, and right. or a court officer, and they have to say go seize. They have to get papers signed by the judge first saying you can go seize all this stuff. Right. And they usually they usually don't do that until unless there's a debtor exam first. They don't yeah, have to have a debtor that, exam. But that, that, all that it doesn't matter. If they can't find it, who files in the response to the court that they couldn't find it? The sheriff. The sheriff, right. The sheriff. The sheriff. And the sheriff exactly. didn't file this into the court. The judge filed it. The judge doesn't go looking for cars or trucks to repossess. Oh, absolutely not. So what does that tell you? It tells me it's a fake filing. He knew I wouldn't claim the name, and so he couldn't come after me and seize my private property. And he protected the court, and he protected the public record at the expense of the so-called debt collector claimants. Well, how do you, was the truck registered with the state? No, it was yeah, it was registered with the state to me in my name with my current address. That's what I'm telling you. Wow. And they wouldn't come and take it. Because the judge knew if I don't cop to the name, he can't touch me or my shit. Okay. Because you didn't claim the name. Right, because I said that's not my name. If the state creative knows that legal person, I'll notify the principal. You assigned me that name, but I'm not claiming it. Exactly. It's yours. You can use it in commerce if you so desire. But since they don't disclose what penalties come with it if you use it, I I decided like seven years ago, I ain't use it anymore. I closed my bank account, got rid of my driver license. I let it expire. I just didn't renew it. And I don't use it anymore. I do all my business through my corporation. Because I don't know that it's my name. I don't know what comes with it. So I don't want to touch it. Right, exactly. It's like there, there's there's hooks on it that they don't tell you about. Exactly. And, and, you, and I, like, I don't, I'm tired of getting caught with barbs in my side, you know? <laughs> I know, exactly. It's like they so, want so you to I accept do, this. Yeah. I do all my commercial business through my corporation now. You want to give me a check, you can give me a check, but you're not going to make it out to me. You're going to make it out to my company. Well, now, when they when it's made out to your company, then that would that's something that... What's your relationship with the IRS regarding that? Well, they won't, they won't talk to me. They won't do business with me. They came after me in, uh, I think, 2004, 2005, okay. because I stopped... No, uh, I stopped filing taxes in 2006 when I closed my shop over in Grandview. And I just started working for myself. I got rid of all the employees because business was not doing well. 
and it just became me. So I stopped filing taxes. 2006 was the last one I did. 2009, the IRS came after me and said, hey, you haven't filed any taxes. Here's your bill. And I wrote him back a, a very simple letter, but it's a, like a page and a half, um, saying it appears you wish to do business. If you'd like to do business, here are my terms. Number one, register with the state of Ohio as you're not registered and, and out-of-sight resources does not do business with unregistered businesses. Number two, provide me indemnification. Number three, provide me training. Number four, pay me $100,000 up front. Number five, escrow $5 million to protect me in the event that something goes wrong and I've got to uh, fight a claim. And I had a page and a half of requirements like that. Well, they stopped writing to me right, right away. So I think at, at the end of the uh, that letter, I said, any further uh, attempt by you to make a claim against me will be considered as acceptance of this contract. And they went away, never wrote back again. Three years later, they tried a second time. This is like 2012. They tried a second time by doing the same thing. I wrote them back the same letter. I just changed the date on it, sent it back. They went away again. They're a private company. They're just coming out of the blue seeking to do business. So counter-offer them. They're just a private company. They don't have any government standing. They don't have any special standing. And when you create a business, even if you register as a corporation, guess what? You created it first by thinking about it. You created it in your mind. That's a common law business. Oh, I, I decided that I'm doing business as John's Groceries, and therefore I am. Now, if I register with the state as a corporation, that doesn't give the state any interest in it. It's just registering. I'm out here doing business, uh, and I might like to do some business with the state, so I'm going to register with you. That doesn't give them any interest in your business. Right, that's true. So you're still a private business operating out there, and anyone that comes after you, that's just someone coming out of blue seeking to do business, so give them a counteroffer. And if you don't want to do business with them, make it such an unreasonable counteroffer that they go away. Uh, right, that makes the most sense. You basically want to let them know that uh, you're not worth the bother. Well, yeah, but if you counteroffer and they accept, you do have to fulfill the contract. Right. And that's fine. So if, they, if they're going to do that, make it such an outrageous amount that you go, damn, for that kind of money? Yeah, I'll do that. What's that? Glad to hear you got the IRS to go away. Oh, yeah, they're easy. It's just a paper tiger. Hell, and people don't own the IRS. If you look in the IRS manual, it says wages, um, remuneration paid to a government employee or something that affects a government employee. Well, if you don't work for the government, you're not a government employee. Therefore, you didn't receive any wages. Now, think about this. Everybody forgets about this. A, man, a workman is worthy of his hire, right? Right. So if you do something, you, you're worthy of the remuneration. Whatever you, you and whoever you did it for agreed on how much you'd be compensated. But nobody at the end of the year writes a bill to the legal person for labor loaned for the year. So 
So if you work a job and you make $50,000 in a year and you didn't write a bill to the legal person for $50,000, then that the legal person who received the money in, in the name of the legal person then does owe taxes because he got the labor free and he's got a $50,000 enrichment. Therefore, he owes taxes on the enrichment, the $50,000. But if the legal person has a receipt from the man or the woman for $50,000 due for labor loans, then the person can show, okay, I, I borrowed 50000 I paid 48000 I still owe them 2000 That happens to be what my tax bill is that you guys withheld over the year. So send me back the 2000 so I can pay off the labor bill, and um, I'm at zero balance here. No, no income earned, nothing uh, expended. Nobody thinks about it that way. Because you and the legal person are different entities. You're not a legal person, and a legal person isn't you. We just think we are. We're so conditioned. We think we're the legal person. The idea, no, we're not the legal person. We're a sentient being. We're not the exactly. legal person. Right. So why don't you build a legal person for the labor you loaned it? And then it can use it on its taxes and reduce its tax liability to zero and get all the money back from the government that was paid in. Well, that makes good sense. Well, sure it does, unless you want to give away your labor. So you write a, a bill, a true bill, from John to John Smith. Here, I owned you $50,000 in labor over the course of the year. You paid me back 48000 you still owe me 2000 Whatever the government took, that's what they, the legal person still owes you. Now that make that's a good that's a good concept in theory because if you bill you're taking your I'm gonna say you're taking your small caps name, no caps name, and billing the all caps name. No, it's not the caps. Out. No, caps don't have anything to do with it. Is is there a last name attached or isn't there? If there's a last name it's a legal person. If there's no last name it's not a legal person. That's what it comes down to. I don't Last care if you, you, you spell Fishman in all caps, if you spell it mixed caps, you put it in all lowercase. If you put Fishman on a bill to me, that's a bill to the legal person. Right, that's, uh... So you're not t making any differentiation between all caps, no caps, and whatever. You're basically no. looking at it and saying, okay, look, here's the situation. You sent me this, and I didn't ask for it. I didn't request it, and somehow you want to get an agreement with me. And I'm not interested in agreeing with you or contracting with you or anything else. No, 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 no. See, because according to the Bible, you should be willing to help everybody, right? You should always you be willing to help. How can you help? Wait, 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 stick with me, stick with me. You're supposed yeah. to be willing to help everybody, right? And you don't turn away your brother. Right. Right? So you don't say, I'm not interested in doing business with you. You just make your terms so unreasonable, they won't do it. You say, I'd love to do business with you. Um, I'm going to need a million dollars up front. 
$5 million every month. <laughs> you're going to escrow a billion. You're going to train me. You're going to indemnify me. Just make it so insane. They go, there's no way. <laughs> but don't argue. Don't say, no, I'm not going to do business with you. That's dishonor. In other words, you say yes, and here are my terms. Yeah, exactly. It works, man. All I can tell you is it's worked for me. All I can tell you is it's worked for me like a charm. See, I did that one time in court. They say, agree with thine adversary quickly. And this attorney brought something up, and I agreed with him, and I was able to twist the whole thing right back on him, and he lost the motion. He was pissed. Oh, good. Good. But I don't see, I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be in their court. They play words, they play tricks with words. I don't want to learn all those tricks and all those words. I'm an old man. I don't care. Huh? Wordsmiths. They're wordsmiths. Well, yeah, that's what, they that's are. What they do for a living. That, the, whole, the whole thing is set up that way. And, and I've got no desire to tangle with the law society, I, uh, the legal society. I, I don't like them. I don't want to deal with them. So I don't go in their courts. I write them a letter and say, I'm not going to be in, but I notified the principal about this. And I included an affidavit that I wasn't uh, operating the government agency at the time, but I'm sure they'll contact you and handle it. Yeah, see, I jumped in the battle with them about 30 years ago, and uh, before I did any, any of this stuff, and I won my first couple cases in there, so I, obviously I did something right, but they, uh, they do go ahead, and if you know how to play the word game better than they do, and make yourself so, I'm going to say, in, in their world, make yourself so obnoxious they don't want to deal with you, then they're going to figure out a way to get you out of there. And well, yeah, but why do you want to be in there to begin with? Well, sometimes you don't have any choice. Oh, you because, always have a choice. Uh, you know, when, it, when it starts out, you get a summons or you get some kind of initial contact. The only thing that would be the exception would be like if I get pulled over on a traffic stop without a license, they're going to take me down and put me in a cage, and the next thing I'll be before a judge. Right. And I'm ready for that. I'll handle it. I'm okay with that. And some people are going to learn some hard lessons. Because you don't need a license if you're not in commerce. What do you, okay, you go, let's go through that scenario, because that seems to be the most common scenario out there is the traffic stuff. You're traveling down the road in your vehicle, or car, whatever you want to call it, your, your, your carriage, and you get stopped for whatever reason, and you don't have a license, and in Michigan, if you if you have like one suspended license ticket, the second one you are going to jail. So the cop takes oh, you to jail, right? And what they do here is, if you want to bond out, okay, they'll set the bond at like two hundred bucks or something. It's not a lot of money, but there's a bond form <laughs> they want you to sign, and the bond form exactly. says right on it that I will agree to appear. And I agree to to serve any sentence that may be imposed. So it's a it's a it's a bond contract. That's what they call it. And right. they expect, then they expect you to sign it. Otherwise, they're not going to let you out. They can keep you for 28 days, and then they'll let you out on a PR bond. 
So if basically, okay. if you if you if you don't want to pay the fee and sign their form, you're stuck in jail for 28 days. That's okay. So you, that's okay to stand there for 20 for a month. If that's what happens, it's going to really really cost them. Really, I mean, like cost them a million dollars because you can't see the man's liberty like that. I'm going to tell the cop I don't have a license because I'm just traveling in my private capacity going from point A to point B, and that doesn't require a license. Get your supervisor if you don't understand what I just said. And he won't understand. He'll, he'll say he's heard it before and he'll get gruff with you. But, uh, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be calm, man. I'm, I'm a real calm man. I don't care. You I don't care. Gotta stay calm a so if he says you're under arrest, I'll go, fine, I'll get out, put my hands behind my back. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue, but this is going to cost you. And he takes me down to jail. Well, I don't, I don't know about um, Michigan and Ohio, though. You'll be in front of the judge. and um, Like, say, it happens on a Friday. You'll be in front of the judge Monday. And they don't, they don't take you in front of the judge here. Okay, well, I do here. It's just a few days. So that's okay. Because when I get in front of the judge, I'm going to say, I'm only a man. Who here claims I do wrong? And why haven't I had an opportunity to exhaust my administrative remedy? Because you were just arrested. That's what they're going to say. You haven't uh, no. just arrested you. No, the, the law says they have to give you an opportunity to exhaust your administrative remedy. You know, I've never been able to find that in the law anyway. Oh, I'll find it and I'll put it up on the website when I get the server fixed uh, tomorrow right, or Friday. Yeah, because that's something that see, this is every court case that I've won, it's always been in the nitty gritty, the details. That's how I've pulled these things off. Okay, and but I'm not going to go into their court and fight with them. And if they, I don't care what the judge says, I'm just going to repeat myself and say, I still haven't exhausted my administrative remedies. You're going to deny me due process, or you're going to at least let me do that. He's and the judge is going to be going, uh, uh, we do have yeah. to let him do that. We can't deny that. We don't have jurisdiction until he's done that. And he just told us he's not done that. Damn it. <laughs> going to find out I know a little bit more than they think. I'm also going to file a claim against the cop. A claim, not a complaint. A common law claim for kidnapping. For theft of, uh, for um, robbery of property. Because he's going to take my truck off the street and impound it. Where are you going to file that at? I'm going to go down to the uh, county courthouse. Right here in the right. county. You just you file a claim in the county courthouse. Now, what are you, what are you, basically, they're going to look at that and they're going to say it's a complaint because you have to pay a fee and they issue a summons. And no, no. To... Yeah, I, know. I hear this all the time. And you know what? If you look at them and you say it's not a complaint, it's a claim. It's on the, the uh, um, it's under the taxpayer's payment for the courthouse and your wages. You're required to file claims for free. Now file it. And if you won't, then I'll file a claim against you, and I'll pay for those damn claims. If I got to pay for them, fine. But then I'm filing one against you for fraud because you're getting paid to do a job, and you're not doing the job. What office are you going to go to to file this claim? The county clerk of courts. That's the county courthouse. Not the state. The county. The county, right, right. See, if I tried that here, they would say, if you want to file the claim, you have to pay uh, the circuit court's $150 filing fee, 
and then we'll take your claim. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, but okay. Yeah, apparently, you know what other people are going to say and think, so that's great. You must, you must have a magic turban or, or a crystal ball or something. Well, that's what that's what they're going to do here. If I just go, because you, I've well, never okay. heard of anybody just walking up there and saying to so the then, clerk, "Here, so I'm going to file down, this claim." So then, go down with your hundred fifty bucks and, and file the claim and add that to the cost of the suit. Right. I need one hundred fifty dollars because that's what it cost me to file this claim. I need a million dollars because you put me in jail for a day, and I charge a million dollars a day when I'm illegally kidnapped and and uh, thrown in jail. I need fifty thousand dollars for the truck that you robbed me of. What I did do is I filed a. I didn't. I don't want to use the word file. I submitted an invoice to the county, and I took it to the administrator's office, the treasurer's office, the accounting department, the administrator's office. It went to about five different places, and I did it once a month for about three or four months. And every time I went there, I had I said, can you just sign this saying you received it? And they willingly did that. There was no problem with it. And finally, one day after about the fourth or fifth time, when I went to the accounting department, the guy looks at me and he says, Matt, I can't take that from you. Uh, I can't sign for that. Uh, our attorney told us not to do it. Well, by this time, I already had enough copies of it. And I'm just sitting here thinking, okay, what's my next step? And the next step is to go collect on it because I think it's up to it was over a million dollars. I don't know how it's exactly what the number is, but it's over a it's over a million dollars. So now this next step is okay. I've got this. I'll call it a perfected lien, for want of a better phrase. Now I want to go collect on it. Now it's time to go pay me. So that's where have you ever had any experience with that? You're talking about you know charging them for kidnapping, charging them for this, charging them for whatever. But it's like the next step is, do you know of anybody that's gotten paid? No, but I would just file a claim with their risk management. Okay, see that's where it's essentially that's where now when you're okay, that makes that's different than going to the clerk of the court because that's, well, that's sure. what I did. Right, that's yeah. what I did. I don't have to pay a fee to do that. That's why I made sure I got it to all these other county offices, so I, everybody that, got like, the thing. You misunderstood me. So I'm going to file a claim against the officer personally, the man that dragged me out of my truck, threw me in a cage, and made me sit there. He's going to get a claim filed against him personally, man-to-man, common law. Right. You shouldn't have taken me, dude. I wasn't in your jurisdiction, and you made a false claim that I was, and you threw me in, in a jail. And then you robbed me of my truck, so you're going to have to pay me. Right. And I'm going to file a claim against the risk management of whoever it was. Was it the city city cop? I'm going to file against the city. Was it the county sheriff? I'm going to file against the county. So I'm going to file a claim a claim against with their risk management for the wrongful actions of their employee. Yeah. Yeah. See, I follow that. That makes good sense. So I'm going to go after everybody that, that jerks with me. And if the judge proceeds in the case and enters a plea when he's got no jurisdiction because I already told him I haven't exhausted my administrative remedies yet, I'm going to file a claim against the judge. I'm going to file a judiciary complaint against the judge. And I'm going to file a claim against the judge's bond. you got to start smacking these folks before they'll sit up and go, Fudge! They're figuring this thing out. You got to, uh, you got to go ahead and uh, 
the thing that gets me is, like I said, I've been on these, these calls more than I care to admit, and I never see the follow-through. I never see it. I've yet to see somebody come on here and say, yep, I did all this stuff. I collected five grand. Okay, I well, I haven't been through it yet, so I'm just prepared. When I go through it, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to say. I know what not to say. And the, the first thing, when they take me down to the jail or ask me all these questions, they'll be like, well, can that be used against me? Well, can that be used against me? Well, can that be used against me? <laughs> I'm not going to answer a damn question. I'm going to have that standard response. Well, can that be used against me? What's your name? Well, can that be used against me? <laughs> Hello? Well, what yeah. they'll do is they'll just go ahead and put you in the, if you do that, then you're going to be in the holding cell for a month. And when no, I'm talking so. from my state, the way they work here, they don't have your, they don't have jurisdiction until you claim the name. Um, that happened to uh, who was it, Bigfoot? Yeah, I think it was Bigfoot. And he said they walked him all around the jail for a few hours, and he just kept saying, "Well, can that be used against me? Well, we're gonna take your fingerprints. Well, can that be used against me?" <laughs> and they walked him around the jail for a few hours, and they kicked him out the door. I've got something here. Is anybody listening? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. this is David uh, in uh, Washington. Um, Rick, Rick I, or Rich, Rich Iverson was on Angela's show uh, last week, and he um, tells the story where he actually got 10 grand from um, a situation like that. You've got to listen to the show, but he, he said he, he actually got – he tells the story of how he, he – he, uh, um, I think he went after risk, the bond after uh, in risk management, and then he actually got a, a settlement. They cut him a check. Oh, good. good. He, went down to, he, he went down to the bank, and he, he, he tells the story very clearly. He's very, very articulate. So that was Angela's show last week, so you can look that up. That was on Thursday the 6th? Um, yeah, the latest one, yes, last week. Episode 3... Episode 328, it says Richard Iverson in the description. Yep, that, that's he. Well, good. I'll listen to that. Yeah, that's worth now. See, that's worth listening to because that's something where somebody's done this. They had a, a success story with it. And the beauty of this stuff is it's all documented. So we can go ahead and take a look at it and say, okay, adapt this to our needs at the time. Well, sure. And once these people start having to pay out, that's when the, that's the only way you can get them to listen is when money is leaving their pocket into yours. Because exactly. the other way, they don't pay any attention to that. I remember about 20 years ago, the police impounded my car, and I took them to court, kicked their ass. They had to pay me the money back. Now they're gonna they start paying attention. They weren't used to doing it. Another time, I won a, it was a silly little traffic ticket, and they had to refund my bond money. It took them a half hour to figure out how to refund bond money. They weren't used to doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's you you don't get their attention until you're costing them money. That's exactly what Rich said. The same thing. Yeah. So, we just have to stand up and do it. So when they, they'll drag me in someday, I'll have some kind of interaction with them. I'm just a peaceful guy, and I just go about my business. I don't drive crazy or fast. 
So I don't usually interact with the cops, but at some point I'm sure I will. And they won't be happy because I don't have a license. But this is for anybody that has an interaction with them. You know, I'm trying to help folks learn. Be a man. Be a woman. Don't be a person. God is no respecter of persons. Well, now you know why. Because they're fiction. They're man's creation. They're man's creation, so it should be easy to go ahead and, and manipulate. Well, I'm going to use the word manipulate. But I'll say steer the course to get what we want. Because if it's man's creation, then man can figure it out. Man created well, sure. man to the bottom of it. It's real simple. Everybody everybody I talk to says they wish they had their own business, blah, blah. Those that don't, right? But you do have your own business. You're not your legal person. You just don't operate it as a business. So learn to operate it as a business. It's not you. It's a business. So operate it that way. Keep it arm's length. Don't be the person. Have the person, but don't be the person. That makes that makes good sense. That little distance is all it takes. Well, sure. You're you're not ever the person. If, if a judge says, "Are you Mark Gary Fish?" Then you say, "The state created legal person." No, that's the state created legal person. I'm Mark. My mom named me Mark. You can call me Mark. Now you just let the judge know that you know the game. And they'll probably change their tune a little bit, deal with you a little differently. Because you're not just another freaking idiot standing in front of them. A lot of this depends on what you got arrested for, though, to begin with. If it's some uh, armed well, sure robbery, some, if it's some serious felony, that judge is just going to look at you, he's going to listen to what you have to say, but he's not going to pay a whole heck of a lot of attention to it and he's going to say bond set at uh, $500,000, cash or surety, Mr. Fishman. You're going to post it today, and you'll get a little back and forth, a little more of them, and he's going to no, that, take that as no, a No, that's perfectly okay. You didn't even say to him, I told you, I haven't had my administrative remedy, therefore you have, don't have authority yet. If you want to proceed without authority, I'll file a claim against you, a judicial complaint, and a claim against your bond. Is that what you want? But I'm not violent. I, I'm not violent. I don't go beat people up. I don't get in fights. Sure. If the cops want to arrest me, I'm just going to put my hands behind my back and turn around and say, okay, I'm not fighting. Right, I agree with you. That's, you never want to, you don't ever want to raise your voice to one of those guys. So uh, I, uh, I, could, I say it as being self-governing. You are self-governing. But you don't have to be a pushover. You know, Obama said we have a self-governing country, uh, what, a year and a half ago or so, in one of his speeches? He's absolutely right. We have a fully self-governing country. Everybody governs themselves. So learn how to do that. Learn how you get administrative remedy. You can stand up for it and say, I need my administrative remedy. You know, if you assaulted somebody, that, that's in common law. That's a whole different story. Good luck with it. I don't recommend assaulting people. No, I agree with you. I don't either. So so far, I've had I've had a success. I haven't um, 
waited long enough to make sure that the, the other shoe hasn't fallen yet. It's not going to fall, but um, I, I employed Merrill Lanz's technique where he says what you do is you go and you write, I got a, a traffic ticket, a, a speeding ticket uh, by one of the phones, and they, his technique was to, you write, uh, uh, you write the uh, administrative head of the Department of Transportation and, and demand a, a hearing from which uh, will we'll issue a declarative um, order or a statement saying that you were participating in a regulated activity. And until they do that, the, the court cannot move unless you plead, in which case you waive the right. Right, right. How about if you send that man or woman on top of that agency a, a different letter? You say, I require you to explain to me how it is I am among the class of persons, artificial entities, to whom your rules apply. Well, I you say, a man. I sent a, a letter to the court. No, that I'm, I'm, I'm it doesn't do any good to the know. court. It doesn't do any no. good to the court. That's part of your administrative hearing. It has to well, go to whoever to. runs the the agency charging you. Right, right. And I did say that. I'm I man and all this other stuff. But but the the point is I had to give notice to the court that I had contacted the agency and and well, uh right? Well, and you have to give you have to give notice. Well that's fine. And you'd write a write them a real simple letter. Regarding matter of citation, blah blah, I have required an administrative hearing uh of the agency bringing the claim, I require you to push this back 60 days while I exhaust my administrative remedies. I'll let you know once that's completed. That's pretty much what I said. I said, or unless you you know that you're aware of the fact that I have done wrong. That was no, you don't even include that. No. I, no, but I, but I did. I mean, that's what I did. So, But, yeah. Would okay, that, so then we'll at least schedule the case. Well, that's what I'm saying. I haven't heard. I haven't heard from him yet. Okay. Yeah, Look on so. the docket. Look on the docket. Yeah, I guess see, if the case, yeah. see if the case is still on the docket. Yeah, good idea. But I, I write to, to whatever agency is in charge and say I require you to explain to me how I'm among the class of persons to whom your rules apply. Well, the thing is, if I were, for instance, I just signed up for Uber, Uber today, if I were driving commercially, then I would be subject to the rules, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But you're, right. you're, so. if you're not getting paid, then you're not in commerce, then you're not driving. That's right. It's really simple. Hey, Mark? You can, it, yeah. I, I, I heard the, your your show was it last week or the week before, where, where you had the gal on Melanie. I think the name was. I forget. Colleen. Uh, Colleen was on the last two shows. Yeah, right. And I think the last one was eight minutes or something. But um, she well, was, no, I, I uploaded I uploaded part two, which was oh, recorded oh. by one of the uh, listeners. It's up there oh. in uh, eighty nine episode eighty nine B. That's the rest of the call. 
Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so the question is, though, this is this is what a question I have, and maybe I should listen to the show before I ask this because may, you may have covered it, but if you, you know, the, the initial, like the, the stuff that Ken W. laid out is that you are an agent for the agent, the, uh, for the, the entity that the state created. Correct. Um, but, and, and that's, and, and that's uh, you know, uh, done without your knowledge, essentially. Um, Correct. Although, ignor- although ignorance is no excuse of the law. Um, so, the, 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 the tact that you take when that is the case is, as you were saying, you say, I, I've notified the principal, you know, if you're brought into court, I've notified the principal, and there's nothing else I can do at this point. You know, how can I help you, right? However, right. If, you were, if you were to claim um, that name as your uh, property, if you will, or, 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 or register the name as a, as a DBA, as, as she was talking about, um, how does that change that that, that, that that makes you fully liable. However, if you file the DBA, Colleen maintains anybody that comes after you has to have an agreement with you, a contract, because you've made a public um, announcement that you're doing business under that name. So if there's uh, no contract, there's no claim. However, you are bound to uphold any contracts that you do enter in that name. But I'm still okay. not certain that that doesn't involve making a claim against state property. So I'm thinking I'm not going to do it. I'm not so sure that that's the right yeah. path to take. Okay. okay. But uh, I had her on to provide the information for those that, that want to, you know, consider sure. it. Decide for yourself. It's good for you or it's not good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more but, options at your, at, your, at your fingertips, the better. Yeah, you know, that, that's what, that was my thinking, and that's why I had her on the call. Because I wanted to hear what she had to say. But I, I still think that you're then making a public claim as to state property, but I'm not sure that a birth certificate isn't a license to use the name. So I really don't know what's right or wrong. Yeah. But I know I, di- I didn't make any agreement to use that name, so I know I don't have to use that name. So I stopped using that name. Birth certificate yeah. being a license to use the name. That I never heard before. Well, I don't know if it is or not. Well, uh, Dr. Erdman put the definition of certificate up here earlier. Uh, Hang on a second. Uh, Definition of certificate is a paper establishing an ownership claim. So, if that's correct, if a certificate establishes an ownership claim, then you can make an ownership claim on that legal person, that property. Now, what what level of ownership? Do you share ownership? Is it joint with the state? Is it exclusive ownership? What? I don't know. That's why I stopped using it. There's too many unanswered questions. So, well, okay, I'll do business with my company and I won't use that name anymore.
I, I like that license that a license to use the name. That needs to be that needs to be studied a little bit more. Like quite a bit. Well, sure. Yeah, it'd be nice to get some high powered, high dollar lawyer to sit down and give you the actual skinny. Yeah. But I, I don't have those kind of contacts, so I don't know who to talk to. <laughs> I don't know if a lawyer would even if he if he did find out the truth, I don't know if would get it anyway. I don't know if it would Well, that's what I was saying. You know, if he's like your brother-in-law or something, and he's high up in a high-powered law firm and he knows the game, maybe he can fight in you. Maybe not. I don't know. Lawyers are pretty slimy people. You'd have to find somebody you can trust. Yeah. So I don't know. But I just know it's safer to not use it at all. It seems to have too many barbs and hooks in it. Mark, got a question for you. Yeah. This is JB. Hey, how you doing, JB? Just fine. We talked about uh, the claim I had against the uh, CEO of uh, the foreclosure company, and um, you advised me last time I talked, maybe I'm offline, about just getting a process server and having them serve him up in New York at his place of business. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Well, I... Went down to get a process server, gave him all the papers, the initial filing, all the stuff since then that I had mailed, but I had no real proof of having you know anybody being served with it. So I gave him all that stuff, and they tried once, and here's what they sent back. Sent me an email that said we went down, which was yesterday at 2.59 p.m., attempted service on such and such man, uh, such and such name, a man, place of employment, 11, 11 Madison Avenue, New York, a legal assistant came downstairs and said, document has to have the company name Credit Swiss and survey name on docs in order to serve docs at this address. Well, he's the director and CEO of uh, the foreclosing entity, which is called DLJ Mortgage, Mortgage um, no, DLJ Capital Inc. DLJ Capital Inc. is a uh, subset company of Credit Swiss, and he may actually be a director of Credit Swiss, but and his capacity as DLJ is what he what he's involved in the suit on. So this highfalutin process server in New York, these piranha, just tucked her tail and left and, and sent that crap to me via email. Okay. Uh, can you find his home address? Do you have enough information to do that? I don't, or maybe get... I don't think so. I mean, uh, I, I've, I've, tried, I've tried to find it before. I don't know that uh, I could find it, and it would probably be some kind of one of these companies that would charge you, and I still wouldn't know if I had the right man, you know, but. Yeah. But we're talking about one of these highfalutin a-holes up in New York, and that, that they use all these little gimmicks like this to shield themselves. Since yeah, they, they do. That's, they do. That's why I'm thinking go for his personal address. Well, I mean, if I would, if I knew it and could get it, I would certainly do it, you know, so. Well, but you can get um, you can get reports on folks online for thirty, forty bucks. You can start there. You got his name. You know where he works. So start with that and see if you can get any information on him. Does anybody on the call have a service they already quote unquote belong to that wouldn't mind looking it up for me rather than me spending more money I don't have on a service? If they do, just have them contact me. Yeah, you, you guys, if anybody can help JB out, write to me, mfishman at osrservice.com, 
and uh, we'll give JB a hand. But uh, be aware, though, my email is not going to be working for about two days. So. Oh, I got, <laughs> I got one kicked back. Is that why your server's down? Yeah, the, the array controller and the server failed. And it, it's a long story. I ordered a replacement controller overnight at Monday, but it didn't get shipped till Tuesday, and it didn't get shipped overnight, so I won't have it till tomorrow or Friday. Okay. I know nothing about what you just said, but I'm sure that just means it's down, so that's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I had a hardware failure, and I've got the part coming. It's already on the way, but they didn't ship it overnight like they were supposed to. And if I could just interject something to the, to the guy that you were talking with uh, for a long period of time at the start of the call, I got on late. But I can give him a little feedback on my administrative uh, uh, hearing that I've asked for recently. I haven't had many successes, but I came across this administrative hearing process when I first heard about it. It wasn't on your call. It was on email through the uh, Redemption by Method uh, website. There was yeah, a, yeah. This was a nice lady on there by, named by Eileen, and she's been very right. helpful. And uh, she, I, I got a red light ticket about, I don't know, four months ago, maybe now. And uh, so I put an administrative, you know, requesting of administrating hearing to the people. And it turned out I did it correctly. I sent it to the people who sent me the ticket. I sent it to the city attorney. And they just ignored it. And I think under her recommendation, she said, you know, look up the statute and see what that statute comes under. Well, it was a, it was a traffic statute. And it comes under the Department of Motor Vehicles for the state of Florida, even though it was in a city. It was a, they, they used a statute that was in the DMV records for a, for a motor vehicle statute. So I looked up the head of DMV in Florida, sent a request for administrative hearing to that lady, and copied all these other lowlifes that had been sending me the ticket. They ignored it the first time. I did that. I sent it back the second time because they sent me another offer to pay before it goes to court. So I sent the exact same thing just with a changed date like you did on one of your other things to the IRS. And that's been... Almost two months ago, and I haven't heard a lick from them since. So, Imagine that. I don't know what that means, but they went away. They stopped their little persistent, you know, stuff, cat and mouse game. And so, but I don't yeah, know whether I'm, great, uh, great. you know, whether there's a, a something I warrant online somewhere. I I don't know how to find, you know, for um, for a ticket or something. I don't I don't know if that's there or even how to find it. But they stopped sending me mail anyway. So. When did you just get the ticket? Pardon? When did you first get the ticket? It's been back like in March, I think. And forever, I sent the sent off for the hearing to the wrong people, and I got another request to you know, pay the ticket, send it off to the correct person, all the time copying all the other minions. And um, then after, I think, the second time of sending it uh, to them, they just stopped sending anything. It's just nothing come. But whatever infraction they're 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 using, like in this case, I had to look up the statute. It fell in the fell in the you know vehicle statute, so I had to go to the DMV. And if it had been you know been a uh, statute for painting a fence wrong or something, I would have had to found that agency, whatever that agency was, and request you know that same hearing, have it adjudicated that I'm uh, you know subject to that statute. And that's basically kind of what the letter says. And if you want to email Mark, I'll be glad to. You know, send you a, a copy through Mark of um, whatever I used. You know, for the for the the proper one, not the first one that was wrong. But I'd be more than happy to send that to you just to see how what it's worked. I sent I sent like a phase one and a phase two. Be more than happy to because it seems to have worked. And again, this is the lowest level of things it could work on. You know, it um, right, right. That's well, this is the stuff that uh, 
this is of all the stuff we get into, what I've always heard, it's either going to be a traffic matter, some building inspector coming at you for tall grass for the IRS. It's always something, you know, one of those. No, normally, the people that get on these calls, they're not hardcore felons. They don't have 20 armed robbery wraps and things like that. So uh, we, we don't have that kind of people here. So it's just the common everyday thing, and that's what they're coming at us for, and that's what we need to protect the system. Well, it's dark, but the back. common everyday things are just irritants. That's the, that's the crap that's we right. don't need. That's everyday. right. They're big time. Uh, the, the other thing is that I wish I had known this, you know, before the foreclosure, foreclosure started on me. I think if, you know, before you ever admit you're the person by accepting summons and all that stuff like Mark talked about, you know, I didn't know this eight years ago right at the onset. you got to do some of this stuff right at the onset before yep. you – you know, put your foot in their trap, so to speak. That's right. That's exactly right. And I didn't I didn't know. The only thing I would ask you, Mark, do you think even at this late date, I've got IRS issues going back to 1999 they're still bugging me on. And these are serious ones because they've taken and escalated with penalties like 10 times what it was I owed them. Um, do you think I could start off with this administrative process right now even and, and take well, it up? No, because the IRS is a private company. They're not the government. Um did you file tax returns admitting that you owed them money? Well, it's, it's sometimes during my life I have, and it's sometimes during this situation where they came no, out. No, no. What they're coming after you for? Did you file returns for those years admitting that you owed them money? No, that's 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 the process. That's the problem. They wanted me to file returns and, and pay, and then they so they filed them for me. So, well, so let's tell them if you file them, you take responsibility for them. But I would also write myself a receipt for those years for whatever the labor earned was, whatever money you earned. So write a, a uh, receipt to the legal person saying, I loaned you this much labor, you paid me back this much labor, you still owe me this much labor. You follow me? I follow what you're saying, but where do I, where and how do I use that at this late stage? Then, then you bundle those up and you include them with a cover letter to the IRS and say, I don't know if you're aware, but I didn't have any income for those years. You hear a receipt that from the man that loaned me, loaned the person the labor, and the man is a testimony that he was paid back, but not completely. What else can I do for you? And as I understand it, when the threshold is zero, I don't have to file a return. But I have to. I have to, get, I have to each year have to state I learned I loaned the person basically the amount of money they they say I earned. Right. And you, there was something you stated earlier in the call about being off two thousand dollars, and well, what was that about? It wasn't exactly. Well, for, yeah, okay. Let's say you got a job and you work for somebody, and you make fifty thousand dollars a year. And they withhold taxes and Social Security and all that throughout the year. And at the end of the year, they paid you 48000 and they withheld 2000 So you give them a bill for 50000 You show 48000 as having been repaid, 2000 due and owing. And why would the 2000 the withholding part, be repaid? I'm not following here. That's the taxes they withhold from your check every two weeks. I know, but how was that, how was that repaid? Well, the IRS has to refund it to you so you can give it back to the man. Okay, so let's say I let's say the person earned fifty, and the man loaned him uh, forty-eight. No, no, no. The other way around. Yeah, the man loaned him fifty. 
and the person paid back forty eight because two thousand was withheld throughout the year for taxes and other claims. Okay. Okay. So if I made if I, I loan I loan the person fifty, but I only they withheld five thousand of all the various things. I only the right. person only able to pay the man forty eight forty five back. Uh, right. You know, please. So, please, so you. So the person still owes forty five and has to file a tax return to get the five thousand cents back so he can finish paying back the man. So the, so you're saying you would the person would file a tax return then? Yes. To get the five thousand returned to pay back the man. Okay, well they won't take returns past three years, so that won't that won't do anything for me on the, the old stuff. Okay, so just Show still show them the receipt. Okay. They're not concerned about you getting paid back. They're only concerned with what the person earned. Correct. Okay. All right. I'll 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 listen to this again, and uh, if I have any questions, I'll 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 talk to you then. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Just make up a true bill. Right, right at the top of it, right true bill. And then whatever year it's for, and how much you loaned, how much you got repaid, and how much it's still doing owing. Well, you use the word true bill. I've heard the word true bill mentioned on a lot of calls. I don't know that I've ever seen what what I call a true bill. I don't know if I know what a true bill is. I know what a bill is. But. Just put true true bill across the top of the paper. And then just and a, a, a true bill is common law. Oh, okay. That's why that that's term a, is a bill. Okay. That's a, that's a true bill. It's it's a correct reflection of what you owe me. Okay, so it's basically just a bill, but in a common law status. Okay, correct. All right. And the man, the man operates in common law. The person can get dragged into common law, but that's all. That's gets sticky. Yeah. But you can still give the person a true bill for what it what the person owes you. Okay. Let me let me wrap my mind this, around this and put some of this stuff together and see if I can figure it out. Then. This is where everybody has their own business and they don't operate like it. If you had a grocery store, would you go work every day for nothing, for zero, not a zilch? No. You're going to go and you're going to pay yourself a salary out of the earnings of the store. Well, we don't do that. We give our labor to our legal person to use in commerce, and then we never give the legal person a bill for the for borrowing our labor. Well, the way you the way you think about it and reflect it, it's just genius to me because I, I never would have in a million years come up with that concept of uh, working for my person. <laughs> well, yeah, you are working for your person. You're working through your person. Well, what, so what if, you, if yeah. you don't give a person the person a bill for what you loan them, then they don't owe you, and it is pure profit and gain, and they do owe taxes on it. Yeah. Okay. So my my person is I've been. My my talents and labor has been worked through my person. They've been compensated for it, but they haven't. I haven't been paid by my, repaid by my person for my input. What we have been repaid, whatever you were able to go spend. Whatever I was on able whatever, to go spend. On, on, yeah, whatever you could spend. So, if you could spend forty five thousand dollars of that money of the fifty thousand over the course of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, the net then money. You got, then you got repaid forty five thousand. Yeah, the net money. Yeah, what you say, spent net money. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
It's really pretty simple. Really pretty simple. We all forget that we got these businesses, but we don't run them like businesses, and that's what gets us in trouble. Yeah, the true bill thing is something that uh, I saw a grand jury indictment of somebody about 20 years ago, and at the bottom of it, it just said, a true bill, and it was signed by the grand jury foreman. And that's all I wrote on it was a true bill. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's also a true bill. Well, but what's a bill? Isn't that a negotiable instrument? A legal instrument? Well, that's all all the uh, man is giving the person is a a, a legal instrument that says this is a reflection of your debt to me. Great. It's really, really very, very simple, very basic how they're snagging this. It is. We just got to get people to wake up. We've been conditioned for so long, and you got to get unconditioned. Right, exactly. That's the hardest part, you know? The, the thing that most people have the most trouble with is changing their thinking. Get get the old way of thinking out of your head, but that it's a tough thing to do. It takes months and months. The toughest thing. All right. Anybody else have anything else they want to cover? Hey, Mark. Yeah. This is Rudo. Hey, Rudo. How you doing? Very well. Um, I joined later into your talk show program, but um, going back to the ticket presentment or presentment, um, a notice is nothing but an offer, isn't it? So um, many months ago, I learned a little bit. You know I'm a very beginner in all this, although deep in my heart I know who I am. I got a couple of uh, parking tickets. Mm-hmm. And I also looked into contract law a little bit. And somewhere I learned that if you return a offer, because that's what it is, an offer to contract. Tell me if I'm wrong, okay? If you return that within 72 hours and basically say, well, you know what, I, I don't really want to come to your party, um, I wrote it on these, I had two of these tickets um, uh, in red representing my flesh and blood human being. Man, I am. Five lines I learned once before, uh, many months ago, refusal for cause, without dishonor, without prejudice, without recourse, non-assumpsit, service rejected. That okay. parking ticket was issued on the of May. I sent it in the next day, and I have never had any correspondence back from it yet. Assuming that it, you know it's disappeared or it's hanging out there, but they have had no reaction to me at all. Is that correct? That one can um, reject an offer to contract within seventy-two hours? 
And you can, you can yeah. The, yeah. Simple, the simple go. way that way without getting involved at all, going to court. And, yeah. It depends on what the issue is you're dealing with. But okay. like a simple traffic ticket, absolutely. Let's say it works for you. Okay. Yeah, I was not arrested. I mean, you know, RSD in French means stopped. I was not uh, stopped by the lights from behind me. I, I never saw the officer who issued me the ticket. So I was not hassled or or impaired, you know, in my movement forward. So um, if that's correct, I'm happy because um, I, I personally haven't had any correspondence from the state back on these traffic tickets. So a lot of people, I listen to these programs, and a lot of people get involved with simple traffic tickets in court. But if one right. rejects an offer within 72 hours, boom, it's all over, isn't it? Right, but what if you can't? What if, say, you get a tip ticket, uh, and you're on vacation, and you just started your vacation the day before, and you won't be home for a week, and you're out on the road, that makes it really tough. Absolutely. So, so then you can just require an administrative hearing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You addressed that with me before once. Uh, thank you. Okay, well, yeah. thank you very much. I just wanted to point but, yeah, that out. You can refuse anything for cause. I, I simply write refuse for cause, no contract. Right, in a simple way, huh? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. General people okay. who have done that, they ignore it. They just go, they go right on about their business and say, what's this, you refused it? Well, you got it, and you didn't appear, so now we're going to issue the default judgment, kind of like they did with your credit card case. Uh, well, I don't care what they do in the public, as long as they leave me be. See, I don't care what the public record reflects. <laughs> it doesn't have to satisfy my ego and say I won. I don't care. Right. Just leave me alone. Don't come after me. True. But yeah. oh, I don't care what you put on your public record. Sometimes they go ahead and they decide, well, okay, wait a second. Uh, we're going to go ahead and ignore what you put in, and we're going to default you. We're going to issue a bench warrant for your arrest. Then you get picked well, up and okay. in jail. It's like, you see, to, to me, though, I, I don't want to okay. I don't want to be thrown in jail, and I don't want to sit there for a month. I don't either. Never been to jail. Don't want to find out what it's like. You've never been there? Never been there. Don't want to find out what it's like. I've been there. I know what it's like, and it's like it's dead time. There's no other way to put it. It's just, it's pure. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to be there. <laughs> but I'll deal with whatever I'm thrown, you know? Whatever life throws at me, but i got to deal with it. It's just my attitude. I, I just, I'm tired of the government. I'm tired. I'm sick yeah, and tired of it. It works for itself. Not us. Yeah. So a parking ticket, yeah, I'd send it back. This refused for cause, no contract. But I'd, I'd damn sure make a copy of it and have it for my records. So if they issue a bench warrant, you can demonstrate, no, I gave you notice within 72 hours that I did not accept your offer to contract. Yeah, so now yeah. I'm going to have to file a claim against the judge, a judicial complaint against the judge, a claim against the judge's bond, and it's going to get really ugly for that judge because he proceeded without authority. And they'll do it. Sometimes they will do it. 
but until they get smacked and find out, oh, ouch, that hurt me, that cost me money, that cost me a judicial complaint on the record, two more and I can't be a judge anymore, like, well, I'll teach them the hard way. Got to smack the bad children. I actually mm-hmm. won a parking ticket case way back when. Okay. They didn't like it. It was it was it was something where they, in in Michigan, if you get six or more unpaid parking tickets, they mail you a civil infraction. Now this was back in ninety early ninety seven. So do the math. It's like eighteen years ago. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to put up with this crap. So I went there and I fought it, and I lost the. Uh, I think it was the magistrate. Yeah, I lost before the magistrate. And then I took it before the judge. And the judge kept saying, why don't you just pay this? And I kept looking at him like, I didn't say anything to him. I just looked at him like, you must be from another fucking planet. And we went back and forth this way for a little while. And I said, look, they're supposed to put on here specifically where this ticket was issued. And all they did was put on here Ionia Avenue. But they didn't say where. And it was because of that that uh, essentially he wasn't going to give me the win. So both of us, the city attorney and myself, submitted something or other to him within so many days. And I, I, I don't remember what it was. It was so long ago. He went ahead and he dismissed the ticket without prejudice. And he put a notation on the order. The city may reissue the ticket if they are so inclined. By the time I got done with them, they were not so high. Oh, okay. So that That's was a hard way to do it, I think. Well, uh, if you just if you ignore them, then they default you, and it's like then you then you have fun trying to set aside the default afterwards. I've been down that road too. That's not the uh, that's not a good road to go down because if once they you've got to go in there and essentially. Go, you've got to go to war with them. As soon as you get the paperwork, you've got to take the offensive with them. The, the passive position in this stuff's not going to work. Oh, no. That's why you file for an administrative hearing or you send it back refused for cause, no contract. That's why you've got to do something. You can't just ignore it. It doesn't just go away. You can't just ignore it because it doesn't just go away. Nope. That's what I'm wondering, um, if it is in every state the same. Rich Iverson addressed parking or the word park last week very well um, and quoted, don't ask me for the numbers, um, the vehicle code. And it clearly says unloading of cargo, goods, or passengers. Right. And... So he asked the officer on the stand, did you, you know, see me do business? Did you see me unload anything? What did I have passengers or anything? So it all applies to driving, which was the main topic of his show last week. He he doesn't drive, he travels. Right. Um so yeah, you're not you're not telling me anything new. I'm sorry? Yeah, you're not telling me anything new. Driving, getting compensated for being on the roadway. You're hauling passengers or freight, one or the other. Right, 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 right. 
And that was a fantastic show last week on Angela. Yeah, I downloaded that so I can listen to it. I'm going over it several times and I'm writing all the numbers down. (laughs) Anyway, thank you. Uh, All right, anybody else want to talk about anything else tonight? All in once. All in twice. Fifteen more minutes, basically. You run this thing for two hours, there's about fifteen minutes left. Yeah, generally. Uh, JRNW. Mark, yeah. What, what? What else do you know about playing abatement? Not a damn thing. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) I've read about it, but I couldn't tell you how to do it. I've I've never known anybody that's, I've been, like I said, I've been following this stuff uh, for 20 years. I started my first court case was about 30 years ago, and I won that. In fact, no, I had one 35 years ago. I won that one, too. And I've yet to see a lot of this stuff work. I've seen it to where it gets almost over the line, but almost over the line doesn't cut it. Well, no. If If you claim to be the legal person, you're going for a ride. You're going to be hard-pressed to get out from whatever they're claiming you owe or you did. So, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to be a person. I'm not a person. God doesn't respect persons. Don't call me a person. And don't try and foist a person on me. I don't want one. Hmm. For the small stuff, they will... uh you'll be able to pull this stuff off on all the small stuff, all the traffic stuff, the parking tickets. That's all I'm ever going to have, man, because I'm a real easygoing, peaceful guy. Yeah. So serious felonies, if you try to, like, an armed robbery, and you try to pull this stuff, oh, Your Honor, that's not my name. Uh, He's just (laughs) You're going to get the silver bracelets on you. They're not going to... Well, but that's that's also... That's also a common law violation. Right. Right. So the, exactly. the rules change because right. you've done harm. Yeah, you've done harm. That makes a difference. The yeah, it law, does. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Sure it's kind of like there's a, Latin, there's a Latin uh, saying, and in fact, there's two phrases, and I'll go ahead and I'll type it on the board here. And one is malum in se, and that means we do, that's, that's like the armed robbery. We don't have to be told that's wrong. We know that's wrong. It's just right. something that is, uh, and the other word is, uh, I'm not sure I'm spelling this right, but it's malum prohibitum, and that's basically your traffic stuff. There's no victim. There's nothing that's really wrong about it. It's like, gee, I didn't make a complete stop. I, I was going 35. I went through the stop sign at two miles an hour. I didn't take all the momentum out of the car. Big deal. That's the stuff where we can always, I shouldn't say we can always, we should, in theory, be able to kick their ass from one side of the courthouse to the other. Yeah, I don't even want to go to the courthouse. I don't want to play in their legal system, not at all. I don't want to go down there, I don't want to mess with them. You might have to go in the building to put some paperwork in the file. Because when that judge sees that file, if there's nothing in that file, and that clerk sees the file, there's nothing in that file, they just figure you didn't show up, and they keep right on rolling. And yeah, not if you write like, to them. I don't want them to go ahead and keep right on rolling. I want to stop it. Okay. Do whatever makes you happy, man. 
I just don't want to play with those legal bastards. I don't like them. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to call it a day, guys. Um, we'll do, do another call in a couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully I'll have my server fixed by, well, maybe tomorrow, definitely by Friday, I think. And we'll get the email list and the website back up. So bear with me. I'm working on it. I got the part ordered. I'll uh, talk to you guys then. Have a uh, good time and take care of yourselves. We'll see you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.